0: Your ears do not deceive you. You You've just entered the Cryptid Creator Corner brought to you by your friends at Comic Book Yeti. So without further ado, let's get on to the interview.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Comic Book Yeti's Cryptid Creator Corner. I am one of your hosts, Jimmy Gasparo, and boy, oh boy, boy, oh boy, I don't, you know what? I'm gonna try that again. Nope, nope, I'm sticking with boy, oh boy. Uh, Do I have a fantastic podcast episode today and um like uh freewheeling characters who are stuck working for a corporation in early 2000s comedy i'm going to use the word synergy a lot because i have a comic (laughs) book all about cryptids i am here with dan price and casey allen and we are going to talk all about bigfoot nose karate um i have read issues one and two which were crowdfunded and it has cryptids galore, and they're fighting, and there's a lot of other crazy stuff going on. And they are about to kickstart a newest issue. It's going to go live September 20th. It's Bigfoot Nose Karate Hinagon, and they're going to talk all about it. We're going to talk about how they came together and a lot about cryptids on this uh, wonderful episode of the Cryptid Creator Corner. And uh, welcome to the podcast, Dan Price and Casey
2: Allen. Hello hey man we I, I've been listening to this podcast for a while. I've really enjoyed what you guys have have done with it and uh all the different creators you've had on the show you you had my uh my buddy christian de matteo on not not too long ago and uh yeah you you guys always get some really good people so um uh, I hope that we can measure up to the folks you've had on before Oh
1: well i uh I'm not worried about that at all. Uh, I definitely think the two of you will because I think the most interesting podcast guests are the ones that really love comics. And that's that's just about all of them, because, uh, you know, that's I I try to seek out and get folks on that love comics, love to talk about comics. And I I think what you guys have made is and I've been having this happen a lot where I've been going into reading a comic with like no expectations, just. I don't want to know anything about it, maybe see a cover image. And um, Bigfoot knows karate is like one of those things where I thought, well, that's that's a silly title. Bigfoot knows karate. That's that's kind of silly, but I like it. I like silly. I like fun. It's comic books. And it's the issue. Number one almost starts out like it's like a meditation on like (laughs) fighting and on like soulfulness and mindfulness. I mean, I'm like eight panels in and I'm like, this is not silly. This is moving. Um, so. Yay. So, all right, all right. And then, it, then then the action ramps up and there's this whole other story that like really starts to like slowly roll out from issue one and then into the issue two. Um. Which adds just another layer to what's going on in in Bigfoot Nose Karate. Um, It just it's it's wonderful. It's so good. Um, Talk to me about, you know, how how this how how it came about. Like why out of all the things you want to put out there in the world, how did you hit on Bigfoot Nose Karate? And I mean, Dan, do you want to start? Was this kind of like did it begin with you?
0: Yeah. So um, you said it's got a silly title. Uh I like silly things. You know, I like silly comic concepts and uh I uh originally this was going to be a comedy. Um uh, my uh background in indie comics is in comedies. My first book was called Latex Avenger. He had a sidekick named Spermicidal Foam Lad and together they repelled crime 99.9% of the time. That's <laughs> where I'm in the world of indie comics and so I did few comedies. I did another book called Masters of the Obvious. They they had they were like Dr. Biclops. He had two eyes and the visible woman, you can't miss her. And they, you know, I, and it was ridiculous. And so I did all, Bigfoot Nose Karate was originally supposed to be a comedy set in that universe. And um it was terrible. It was just, it was just not a good story. It just didn't work. It seemed trite and ridiculous. And uh so I shelved it. This was and we're talking this is like 2013, 14, somewhere around there, and I shelved it. But I had a note on my wall and it just said Bigfoot knows karate and it sat there for a long time. And um I started doodling the character again around 2017, 2018. And Casey and I were already we already knew each other by this point. And uh Casey would see me drawing it on Instagram and he was like, What are you gonna do with that? What are you gonna do with that? You got this is a cool concept, you know. And when I started drawing it again, it was soulful and it was you know i kept thinking a lot about the bigfoot himself like if you were the only one of your kind and nobody knew you existed what would that do to your psyche what would that do to your your inner your inner workings and um and the art took started to go that direction where it just got a lot i don't know deeper is that the word i'm looking for i don't know but you know it just wasn't it wasn't comedic anymore it was more serious and you, his eyes you know his his eyes were very expressive and that's kind of what got it going. And I was just drawing a series of drawings of this character. in case he said, what are you going to do? And I said, well, give me some time. I'm coming up with something. Because I didn't want to do the same martial arts, trite storyline, you know, the revenge plot. You know, like, you know, the, the Bigfoot gets hurt. He gets found by the master. The master he drains him up. He goes, gets revenge. You know, the master gets killed. He gets the revenge. We've that's been right. there. You know, I've, I've seen the Karate Kid. I loved it. It was great. But I don't want to, you know, but so it was about trying to find the right story, you know, for this that would be different enough. And I mean, so Casey, you know, was, you know, listening to me talk about, you know, ideas and stuff. And he he said he was going to come on as an editor. Originally, that was the role edit Casey was going to come into. And then I said, well, this is what I've got. And I just kind of dropped this huge Bible of stuff about the character and where it was going and stuff like that and he started going through it coming up with great ideas and i said just co-write with me cuz i've never you know done anything of this kind of scope before i'm used to you know fart jokes and you know in comedy comics and that sort of thing so casey came on and you know really you know helped me flesh this out and pace it and get it going and like the first and casey jump in at any point on this but like the first like 8 pages of the book were just like proof of concept Like I was just stuff for me to show him. This is what I was thinking and where we were going and what it was going to look like. And then Casey came in and just like, just amped it up, just amped it up. Uh, The uh, bad guy in the first issue, Kung Fu Thulu. That's uh, that's Casey's name right there. You know, he's, we were talking about it and he's like, we need a big bad in the book. And I'm like, yeah, we do. And he's like, Kung Fu Thulu. I mean, it just kind of flew out of his mouth, like a bullet out of a gun. And like the next day I had sketches for him and off to the races we went. So that's kind of how it came together. We, we can go into the origins of how we met and that stuff, but Casey's good at telling that story. So I don't know.
1: Yeah. Casey, I want to ask you. So uh, it, Dan had mentioned that he was like drawing sketches and doing things and putting it out on Instagram. So um, when you see those things, like what first you know caught your attention about it that you thought, Oh, this, this could be something, or I have some ideas here, or I want to know what this is going to be. Like, what
2: were you thinking when you first see that? So initially, like, so I, I knew Dan from a group called the Comic Jam I edit. Um, I uh, help organize everything there. It's a lot of good folks. If you want to learn how to do comics, if you want to get around folks that are not, I, I don't want to curse if you can't curse. If, you, you if can they're curse. not jerks, they're not assholes. <laughs> You you want to be around folks that aren't assholes? Come to the jam. We yeah. got plenty of folks who are not assholes. Um, yeah,
1: we've had people want be- to have talked about you know the comic jam before, and uh, a, a fel- fellow comic book yeti uh, contributor, I believe, Luke Henderson. They've had oh, some Luke stuff is with the, great. Yeah, the
2: comic jam. So yeah, but go ahead. Yeah, uh, they're they're good guy, uh, good person. Um, so anywho, we uh we met via the comic jam, and um. We actually did a Steve Ditko tribute uh, while we were doing that. And then we just kind of kept in touch. I really liked him. Uh, I liked working with him. Um, But when I saw the Bigfoot thing, I was like, oh, Dan's got something. I want to see what he does with this. And really, I was telling him, like, shit or get off the pot, dude. This is a good idea. Do something (laughs) with it before somebody takes your idea. And um, he... uh, I said, you know, I'll edit, I'll, I'll help you get stuff going. I, at the time, I was writing a book called um, uh, Voodoo Child with uh, an artist named Pete Woods, not the Marvel Pete Woods, but the Great Britain Pete Woods, who is also fantastically talented um, and just a good guy all around. Uh, I didn't know that I would be able to contribute as a co-writer because I'd never done it before. And I didn't want to screw up this good thing that I saw. And then Dan showed me what he had. And I was like, Oh, I got ideas. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so we, we just, we got along like peas and carrots, man. It was, it was great. We, we, I genuinely enjoy Dan as as a person. Like uh, I will uh, walk my dogs as soon as I get home. Like, pick up the kids in car lines as soon as I get off, race home, walk the dogs because they got to pee. And then like I have trails behind my house and about 90% of the riding that I've done, I've chatted it through with Dan as I, you know, as my dogs are taking a dump in the woods. So <laughs> it's, yes, it's just productive on both ends. So. Um, I
1: mean, I really like how I, I you know, I find them, the the more I read comics, the more I like things that are that are really kind of uh, a, a hodgepodge of different influences, but always but have you know some some unique thing you know to say or something that I hadn't you know seen before. And like I said, with the 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 title is I said silly, I didn't mean that in a bad way. I love it, and it's very catchy. Oh, is is crazy as yeah. shit
2: the title and. Uh, you, yeah, you hear it, and you are like, "Oh, that's so dumb." I wonder yeah. what that. Is. And then, and then you are like, "Oh, that's great." Uh, yeah, that mean, it's the perfect it's, title. It, it, well, it, it has. Go ahead. It, it,
0: yeah, no, no, no. I mean, like from from my perspective, it's the, it, it's the boilerplate, it's the elevator pitch, all in one title. You know what I mean? It just tells you exactly what you are going to get, but it really doesn't all at the same time. You know, and that's like that's the the kind of the fun part of the title.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, because it's a mix of, you know, cryptids. There's an element of, I mean, whenever I think there's something, the, the opening of it, as I mentioned before, but has a, a, almost like not in plot, but kind of a, a similar theme to like Kung Fu, the legend continues type of vibe. But then there's <laughs> like this weird like Robocop influence <laughs> where I'm like, how are they well, mining so much humanity have not from, yet shot from anybody Bigfoot? In the <laughs> so no
2: we're working to it
1: <laughs> but yeah <laughs> there there there's there's like a little nugget there that reminded me of of that with with uh with with benny um with the the titular bigfoot um yeah uh and and so it just and it rolls right into from issue one to issue two with this very interesting you know subplot and all these you know different cryptids, and i mean you know we're the cryptid creator corner and I, I see cryptid stuff all the time now, and it's such a, a fun area to kind of mine. Um, have you? I don't know. Maybe there's ar- some you can't reveal, but have you like researched into? Oh, I need what? What other cryptids could we use? Have you oh, come across oh, yeah. anything like really wild that you're
2: like? We have like a list of shit that we want to get to, absolutely. and stuff that we oh, nice. absolutely do not want to touch. Okay, so
0: the uh, you know, I mean, we really try to do you know i mean we have a big nose karate we got this kung fu thulu we you know we you know chupacabra with a shotgun thermonucleodon, you know we just tried to come up with you know all you know the chilean alicante was uh something that i was looking at when we were getting ready to do book two but how can we make it different you know and unique and so the uh we became the Electroconte and they're made of pure voltage, you know, and that starts out the first, the second issue. It's, um, so we're always kind of tinkering. <laughs> I think that's the best word for it. It's like my, it's like my stepdad out in the garage, just kind of building things that nobody needs, you know. I mean, that's what it kind of feels like when we're, when we're playing with this stuff. I mean, we had Asterion in the second issue. Okay. Uh, the yeah. Minotaur. Right. Yeah. He was fun. And, uh, but when we were originally talking it out, uh, I, I wanted to do something a little different to the character. I wanted him to have uh man eating Venus fly traps wrapped around his body, like in a symbiotic relationship with him. Like it was merged to his body in case he's like, no, you know, <laughs> no, we're not doing that. But like, and we do that every time once in a while, we'll put like a, you no, know, like a hard stop on the crazy because, uh, <laughs> You know, it was funny when we started doing book two, Casey, I was saying a few things I wanted to do. And he goes, you think we're going off the rails? I said, Casey, we got a book that called Bigfoot Knows Karate. We were born off the rails, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever we want. And, right. you know. We
1: were, we were never on the rails. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Exactly.
0: You know, which is why we get to do a book like Hinnegan, the one shot that we have coming up, because it's set in feudal Japan. Right. You know, I mean, we can do, it's a comic book, right? We can do whatever the hell we want. and. Sure exploiting that to every uh to every advantage oh, yeah. we possibly right. can so and
1: and, and i mean H- hinnagon is i guess the like the japanese word for for bigfoot or like their concept of a similar creature right exactly correct exactly okay so is this i mean i don't know how much you I, i've only seen a little bit you know online i don't know how much you can talk about it or or want to um is this like a
2: a, a prequel or are you not ready to say yet so The way we're we're doing this is is it's a one shot. This is a story because these characters have been around for literal centuries. Mm -hmm. And why not have fun with it? Why not, you know, see what happened? You know, why does he have that scar there? Um, One thing that we have tried to maintain throughout the the series, the current series is that, you know, if he gets hurt, he gets hurt. Like he has a splash on his face in book one he's going to maintain that throughout the series because it looks cool as shit. That's, <laughs> that's really it. Rule <laughs> of cool, baby. Um, and then, but we, we also kind of want, wanted to go and see what all happened before. We have all this backstory, all this backstory for these guys. And, uh, we, we really want to play with it. Um, I'll, I'll talk about this entire book with the exception of the last page, because the last page, is bonkers um so you gotta buy it um but uh yeah it's benny is that's that's his name if you've read issue two you know they call him benny um uh if you haven't read issue two uh it is for sale both issues one um on uh lesser known uh, go buy it you can buy them digital you can buy physical uh, and uh it's good
0: yeah, good plug
2: yeah, yeah nice. Working nice on i'll put working links
1: i i put links in the <laughs> show notes to uh your uh social media and uh, lesser known comics so there'll be links so if you're listening right now once you're once you're done listening and you need to read issues one two or you're gonna you want to back the, the Kickstarter when it goes live then uh they'll there'll be links there for it so uh yeah awesome. and I, I highly recommend you haven't read if you read issue
2: one, you haven't made your way to issue two yet. You
1: need to do it. So but the go good ahead. thing
2: about this is that you like you don't necessarily have to have read issues one and two to get it because it is literally like, you know, it takes place before all that. We introduce everybody and everything. And um, it, it's basically Benny, the Bigfoot guy, has to go to this town in feudal Japan. They are under siege by this water dragon and he is being sent out there to basically subdue the water dragon um and you the question is like what are his motives why is he doing this is is it entirely altruistic that you know he's going out there to fight this thing or is it uh you know is is does he have his own motives and uh so we're having fun with that we're having fun with um just having a almost like a chaotic, neutral character um, start to have a conscience. Um, and uh, on top of that is a big fucking dragon beating the shit out of a big old <laughs> Bigfoot. And that is also fun. I mean, it's, it's so hard to write action stuff. And maybe it's because I'm a terrible writer. I don't think so. I think it's because it's, I would I love having people talk. I love banner back and forth. When you are writing uh for action, that's the hard stuff. That's really hard stuff. Dan is great at transferring that onto the page. Um, and he's great at writing it too. Uh Adam Caswell, the artist for this story, is freaking amazing at what he does. He's really good at uh translating the action from my script and my like dumb tapity tap on my phone uh, onto the comics page and uh, it looks beautiful. Like we, we have a saying with the comic as it's being produced, like that's a wall page. That is a page I would hang on my wall and damn near every damn page is a wall page because it's, it's just solid stuff.
1: Well, that's awesome.
2: We try to do quality.
1: Well, Casey, wait, uh, one, I wanted to ask Dan a question before I do, are you, do you do you like type out your scripts on your phone? Did was that just oh, do you really absolutely. type out your scripts
2: on your phone? I do like I, I can type like an adult. <laughs> however, um <laughs> like <laughs> I, I'm either <laughs> I like, like the turn at however. However, <laughs> you know, I'm walking my dogs in the woods and I'm dictating into my phone and I'm glad nobody's around because I'm like
0: Bigfoot then punches dragon, <laughs> and then the dragon grabs his.
2: It yeah, so I sound, probably sound like a freaking weirdo, but hey, that's what I do. Middle,
0: out in the middle of rural Alabama, you're gonna you're fine. You know, oh I'm perfect. I'm sure, yeah,
2: I'm sure I've passed by you're many a you know uh yeah, near you're... to explode meth shed that is you know, much <laughs> weirder stuff is going on there.
1: You're probably <laughs> you're probably all right, but okay, so um well Dan that you I mean you had all the art duties for issues one and two, right? Yes. I mean was that was that tough to then turn it over to somebody else? I mean, are you not precious is the wrong word, but was there any hesitation or like, uh, are you like I, his, his, Adam Caswell, like the pages he sent are so great. Um, you, you, you weren't worried about taking like a back seat on the art duties.
0: No. Um, you know, I mean, look, here's the thing on the, on the main arc. Like I, I do a lot. Okay. This is, Uh, You know, I'm co-writing with Casey. I'm doing, you know, artwork, colors, letters, book production, the whole thing. Yeah. And so I'm going to got my fingers in a lot of shit. And with this book, it's really awesome because it's like Casey, this is like an opportunity for Casey to really take the lead, you know, in terms of the story and he's done, you know, and like we're writing together on the main arc, but like, this is Casey. You know, I I did I have any work to do on the on the story? Yes. Uh, you know, and was I happy to be a part of it? Absolutely. But no, I'm glad that these guys are getting to do what they're doing. Um oh, that's awesome. I'm, well, it's like, you know, I'm a creative director from a day job, right? So I don't do everything that comes out of, you know, uh, out of our team. You know, so you gotta be able to be okay with letting somebody else take the vision and run with it. Right. And, uh, you know, and I've, I've worked professionally as a graphic designer for a lot of years. I've worked on a lot of teams. And it's like, I'm really comfortable letting this go. I get to keep drawing the main arc, which makes me happy. Right. And I get to be involved in, you know, this, this, uh, this side story that we're doing. And we got plans for a couple others that we're working on right now. It allows Bigfoot content to keep coming out. It allows you know me to be take my slow ass time working on the next book, you know, when, yeah. while I'm drawing it. Because come on, man, I got a full time job, wife, kids, you know, mortgage, you know, two cars, and you know, pets, and you know, the usual thing that we're all dealing with. You know, yeah. oh, it's sure. a lot. So you know, <laughs> to be able to you know pencil, ink, color, letter, all that, I'm slow you know for a lot back of a lot better term i'm slow so yeah. this allows the character to keep getting visibility and i'm all for that
1: yeah and uh no that's great you know to hear um and i think if i've learned anything from this podcast and talking to different creators i mean the key to any good collaboration is trust and communication right so mm-hmm. it sounds like that is not an issue um in terms of Bigfoot knows karate and this, the, the, hinnegan, the, the, the one shot coming out. So that's, that's fantastic to hear. And it's nice to see that you, you know, I know Dan, you were mentioning, I think before we started recording about how Adam Caswell came to, to be involved, that he sent like fan art that became yeah. um, a, a cover, which I know, I, I don't know if we'll, we'll show this. I, I, I understand listeners. It's a visual medium, but uh, in case we do show the video that I have uh, that I think that print on the cover, which is like a close up of uh, Bigfoot. And um, I mean, I guess that that's uh, Kung Fu Thutlu, right? Um, yeah. On yeah. the cover there. And it's just a fantastic art print. Um, so that's amazing to, to go from there to now. Adam Caswell is drawing this uh, the, the one shot that's coming to Kickstarter. That's so cool.
0: It's really cool. You know, like, and I mentioned this before the podcast, but we've been really lucky in terms of we've received, uh, it's gotta be about 150 pieces of fan art. Oh articles. my gosh.
2: Like, it's an it, of it. That's it's,
0: wild. It's amazing. You know, like when we, you know, first started working on the book and, you know, really getting going and I'm, you know, I'm pumping out marketing material on the Instagram or wherever. And we're getting, you know, people start drawing the character one, two, three. And we're like, oh my God, somebody drew, ah, you know, we're, we're freaking out. And then around the 20th piece, I, fro- I freaked out. I literally had an anxiety attack one night in bed. I'm like, oh my God, nobody's going to lie. You know, oh my God, they're all sending their artwork. They're all doing this. And it's like amazing because they're taking the time out of their lives to do this. And what if the book doesn't live up to the hype? Oh my God you know, I'm having this complete meltdown. But then it was just, you know, my wife said to me, she's like, you know, this is just people getting behind what you're doing, you know, you just roll with it. And like, we, you know, and we're so grateful for it because it, it feels like, you know, just a lot of people are behind us, rooting us on. When Adam sent that piece, I never heard of this guy before. I mean, like he, he followed me on Instagram and all of a sudden he started drawing, he started sending me little DMs of like a little bit here and a little bit there of this drawing. I'm like, well, keep going, dude. You're looking great. And then he sends, you know, posts the final piece. And we're all like, ah. And he sends me a note. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, come on. I'm, you know, drooling. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Uh, it's gorgeous. And he sends, me, uh, he sends me a note. What's your address? I want to mail this to you as a present. you're insane but yeah here's my address send it on over this is awesome so it hangs right there on my wall and i said to him i can't do this like i can't just accept this how about i pay you for the artwork we use it as a deluxe edition uh alternate cover and that's what we did and adam said you know during that he's like i'm team bfkk man you know i want to be you know involved and he did and we had um you know so we did uh book two and in book two do i have this in the right direction yes yeah, book two, it. he did a wraparound cover of book two that is absolutely gorgeous and now you know he's come on to do book threes um he's, he's come around to do book three's uh interiors not book three but his prequel books interiors so yeah. pretty cool stuff yeah that's
2: we, awesome we really oh, like wanted Casey. to find a way to get, to get Adam in the fold. Like, and just, I, I wanted to see what he would do with an interior. So, mm-hmm. uh and he, he's exceeded every expectation. This book is going to be fire. Um I can't wait to, you know, get this in folks' hands. So, um yeah, it, it's, it's impressive. And, and the goal we, we have is we're going to, Try and do little one-offs, and they're you can read them on their own. But they, the book, like the main ongoing series, will inform uh, the one-shots, and the one-shots will inform the main series if you so choose to keep up with it. Otherwise, it's just a good comic on its own. Right. It's not going to leave right. you stranded. Like, who the hell are these people, and what? Why do I care about this? This is just badass artists doing badass stories and it's going to be fun.
1: Yeah. Now I love that I love that 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 whole approach, that whole concept because you have already really come up with some very interesting characters and even characters that are only in a few panels. Um there's a world where this is just uh cryptids fighting book, right? Where it's it's just Yeah, yeah. There's a world where it's that and that's fine. Um but like the um the fight with uh chupacabra and the um, nuclear thermonucleodon thermonucleodon yeah (laughs) Yeah, I think that's that's the one like there's just like one or two moments and it's done visually and it's done in the script that I think within three panels you can tell that there is some deep backstory between these two and like Yeah. yeah I can see it you can have a one shot that is just like you know the the story of the the two of them you know um it, it, i i see all of that i think it's such a great approach and also it you know it allows for to, to bring in some other artists like you've said if you want to do that and go that route to kind of break things up and if somebody just likes a one shot and it's like oh here here's thermonucleodon and chupacabra a one shot you can you know that be it but it's a, a good way to get folks into that and then maybe into the, the regular series and also break it up in terms of, uh, you know, the writing and art duties. I, I mean, I think it's a, a great idea and I, I can't wait to see, you know, what other ideas your whole team, you know, comes up with. <laughs>
2: it, we're having a it's blast really cool.
0: with it. Oh, absolutely. It's really cool because we get to do, you know, take different, you know, artists and put them in different scenarios with this character whether you do whether it's you know a story that's more horrific or it's a story that's more action oriented the character has so many facets to it it's like that we can do so much and we've we've pulled back layers of the onion a little bit here and a little bit there but i really and I, you know we i think we've really tried to take kind of an approach like the show lost Keep the questions coming, answer a few things. Keep the questions coming, answer a few things. We liken the book to Godzilla versus Kong meets Kill Bill with a twist. That's like what we've always kind of thought about it when when we were, especially the first issue. And, um, but that with a twist is a really important component to it because we do do a lot of little twists and turns through the comic. And, um,
1: yeah, I mean, there's a whole human cast really that we haven't even touched on right, right. Yeah. oh yeah. yeah
0: and uh you know and it's cool because you know we make a lot of allusions to things that'll show up later on and um you know just dropping breadcrumbs just dropping breadcrumbs
1: Th- that's what i like about it i mean because the like I, I i've talked about the opening a number of times but i just i love it so much i love the opening of issue one because it, it, it i think it's so unexpected um uh, but when you, as you get into it, issue one and into issue two, it's it's not very exposition heavy at any one point. And oh,
0: you thank God you don't. <laughs> well, if
1: there, look, you have
0: this. W-
1: w- I mentioned the human cast. There's this whole other story. Sure. I don't. I don't want to spoil it for folks that haven't read it because I want people to listen to this and then go pick it up and be surprised like I was. But um, again, you, I, I could definitely see where it's done with more explanation and I don't think it would be in service of the story. I think it would be a lost type of scenario where like we feel like we have to answer like everything. And so far, only two issues. There's just been enough where it, you know, it makes sense. um, And it raises some questions uh, and you don't go out of your way to answer things. You allow the story to kind of slowly develop. And uh, just as we get another piece, like two more questions kind of come up. Well, who is this character? Like, what is their deal? What is the relationship here? What is the backstory? You know, every time we meet somebody new. And I think that's it's, it's a really good way to, you know, to do it. You guys know how to tell stories and it, it like you you kind of keep it going. Um, yeah. And I'm just I'm I thought it was great. I love it. Fascinated by it. Can't wait to see what other stuff comes up. All right, fellow cryptids, now seems like a good time for a break. I'm always looking for a way to display my comics, but unfortunately, I am not very handy or crafty, as it were. Luckily, I have come across Crafty Comics, and they have a way for you to display your comics, even uh, comic books that are already slabbed, if that's your kind of thing. I recently got a flex frame which has customizable backings and interchangeable border colors. I was able to put in a frame a comic book. It's Batman Elmer Fudd, uh, number one, by Tom King Lee Weeks. It's signed by both. It's one of my uh, favorite signed comics that I got at Baltimore Comic-Con, and I was able to figure it all out. It looks great in the frame, and I can't wait to get it up on the wall. It was super easy. And I have a slew of comic books now, and uh, much to my wife's chagrin, I think I'm going to create a wall of some of my favorite signed comic books. Um, And Crafty Comics was super easy to use, and I like that you can have a different border color along the background to kind of go along with the theme of the cover art. And yeah, it was a, it's great, and uh, I absolutely love it. So check it out. It's Crafty Comics, C-R-A-F-T-I-C-O-M-I-C-S dot com. Use the discount code Yeti Five and get
2: five percent off your order.
1: And now back to the Cryptid Creator Corner.
2: Earlier, you mentioned the uh, the brief interaction between um, Chupacabra with a shotgun, which I love the name, and <laughs> Thermonucleodon. Yes it was by far the most human interaction mm-hmm. in that entire book yeah. between the most inhuman of, of characters, right? It,
0: it, it has the without a, yeah,
2: yeah. that yeah. is, we really wanted to subvert expectation. And the goal with the side book with Hinnagon is, you know, to, to take some of that, you know, what, what is humanity? What is it to be? human what is it to be a good person um and play with a little bit and i'm sure smarter better writers have done it eight million times before they haven't done it with a fucking bigfoot or <laughs> a water dragon so they can go suck it um this is my book this is dan's book and we're gonna fucking rock it so. <laughs> <laughs> well if that cut promo (laughs) (laughs) I almost went into full like (laughs) like, WWF 1988 can you dress up one of your kids you just
0: need one of these is what it is you just need the belt over your shoulder (laughs) (laughs) let me tell you something brother so anyway quickly quickly go dress Bigfoot up
1: belt. one of your kids as like Mean Gene Okerlund and have oh, them hold they a microphone My next to you. year old especially be That's there a nice bel- belt,
0: <laughs> Yeah, this is, this is cool. I got this as, uh, you know, I mean, it's a big footnote karate belt. How can you go wrong with it? Yeah, so, that's sharp. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you wear it at uh, Baltimore. How's that? So, oh, please. Please. <laughs> <laughs> hey, every comic book needs a wrestling belt. I don't know why, but every comic book should have a wrestling belt. I like that. Yeah, I, I
1: like that idea. Um, yeah. And so in terms of like, just talk about like the nitty gritty of um, the Kickstarter for Hinnagon uh, for folks that are going to go check it out. Are, are there anything not that there have to be, you know, any like crazy tears or anything like that? But is there anything in particular that's being like offered that you're excited about or sure. that you really like in terms of um, what folks can expect when they if they're going to go check it out? And, and back at beginning, you know, September 20th, I'm assuming it runs for like 30 days.
0: 30 days, 30 days.
1: If you're listening to this episode and it's, uh, it's in that time period, uh, there'll be a link in the notes. So yeah, go Uh go ahead guys.
0: Yeah, no. So, well, a couple of things. So we're going to be going to what 19th. This is coming out. we said
1: it's September 19th. This will go live. Okay.
0: So on September 20th, we go live with the Kickstarter and in the tradition that we've, we've set up in the past, we will be going live on Instagram to do a live launch party on Kickstarter on the Instagram platform. To promote the Kickstarter, um, we so we'll do that, and it'll be a great time. We've done it in the past, and it's always been really a, really a lot of fun. We invite a lot of creators in, and they come and talk about their books. We come and talk. We talk about our book, and they're, you know when we have a lot of fun. If you'd like to join us, Jimmy, you are more than welcome to come out that night. Come talk about Comic Book Yeti for ten minutes, and you know, and just get to you know get to know a bunch of really great folks. But Thank on you. the yeah, absolutely on the Kickstarter itself. We've got some cool tiers. We have the regular edition that we're doing, uh, Adam Caswell's cover, uh, covered, by, colored by Louise Thomas. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, that's the regular edition. We have the, uh, we have a deluxe edition, which is uh, another old tradition we do here at Bigfoot, uh, which is the same 24 page black and white story that you would get in the regular edition. Plus, uh, we just did a, uh, we just did a draw this in your style contest and we have, uh, we're going to include it was supposed to be five, but I think we're going to be up in the number to a larger uh, a larger group. but we did a draw this in your style contest. The winners get their artwork in the back of the book. We always do an art gallery in the back of the deluxe edition, so this will be probably about eight to ten pieces will be going in the back of the of the deluxe edition. Plus, we always do a director's commentary video to go along with the comic. So if you click the QR code in the back of the deluxe edition, it will take you to a roundtable discussion video where we're going to talk about the book at length, where we're going, what we're doing, why we did it. And so Adam, Casey, myself, and we'll have a host and a couple other panelists join us on that. It's always a lot of fun. And then we also have a deluxe foil edition that that cover Oh, real quick. The deluxe edition is drawn by the cover is drawn by Andy Bloor out of the UK. Absolutely amazing artist. And then we, Oh, he's amazing. And uh, then we have the uh, deluxe foil. That cover is going to be drawn by Dennis Valencia from the Savage Sandbox and Slate Comics. Good friend of the book and uh, couldn't be happier to have Dennis on a cover. I've been waiting for this for uh, an issue, a couple issues now to get him on something. And uh, so we have those three books coming out. There will be a digital catch up for all the issues. There'll be a, uh, a physical catch up for all the issues and we'll also be doing for the first time sketch covers. So uh, we'll have you can get, or buy a two pack blank sketch cover. If you want to get a sketch done by Adam or myself, though, that, that will be an option as available as well. So, um, yeah. So we will be doing that. Um, other things that we always do. We'll yeah we'll do the commissions. We'll do um, yeah a strange tier that we're going to do this time around. We're actually going to do a Bigfoot nose karate belt uh if you uh a championship belt. So if you are interested in getting a Bigfoot Nose karate championship belt, uh we I'll I'll sign it for you. I'll mail you a bunch of I'll mail you a bunch of comics and <laughs> you, get the, you get the whole little package there. So that's another uh tier that we're gonna be doing. Um we've got a couple other things on our up our sleeve. I think there'll probably be a and uh, we're we're doing this a little bit ahead of time this interview guys so bear with me a little bit. Uh, the uh, but we're gonna probably do an, a lesser known comics tier as well. Uh, oh, that's great. our publisher, and they're absolutely fantastic. So uh, that's a few of the things that we're gonna be doing in the uh, in the campaign. It should be a lot of fun.
1: Man, that is awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to all that. That's that's so great. Can't wait to check it out. Um, you know, just to turn a little bit to like kind of the my underlying goal in terms of the cryptid, you know, creator corner to to try and to get to. Um, and, and the more I do these, the more I, I, I kind of draw, you know, a through line to being a fan of something or wanting to tell stories and then actually doing it. Um, because I, I just, I, I love folks that are creating stuff. I mean, even if it's sometimes, you know, bad, it takes a lot of hard work (laughs) to make something, you know, somebody put in some effort and I, but I'm always curious as to why, like what, what is that driving force that says I see this thing, uh, or I I have this idea, and I'm going to put in the work, you know, to fight all those other things that draw our attention, to fight imposter syndrome, to fight you know, self doubt and insecurities, to actually make something, to 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 get something out there, to tell your story. And I'm just kind of curious for both of you. I don't know if Casey, you want to start, like what. What drew you to comics and wanting to create comics
2: in the first place? So I've always had like something that uh, that I I did as a hobby or as, you know, as a way for expression. Like I I used to write songs. I used to play music um, and I've I've always had something. And uh, it's always just just the ability to create something where there was once nothing. I remember when I played music with with the band, you know, there's a moment in the song when everything is coming together and everything is just in sync. And if there is a magic, like a real deal magic in this world, that is that moment when you feel everything is on an ascended plane like you are doing something that has not been done before that you're making something greater than the whole or, or greater than your little piece. Um, I get that from comic. Like I I will, you know, tip, tap, 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 tap the shit out of oh my, my phone fuck. and send it to Dan <laughs> and Dan will send me a page. And that the feeling of like, oh my gosh, this is better than I could have ever, uh, ever hoped for it to be. That feeling of making something where there once was nothing, and it's not like i don't think I will ever have imposter syndrome because i don't think much of myself anyway, <laughs> but <laughs> like I'm just a guy that writes comics when he's not doing dad' stuff, and I love it. I love writing comics I love being a dad i it's it's a fun the comics is a fun hobby it's a fun thing for me to do if I can you know, make something out of it. Hell yeah. Let's let's ride that ride. Let's see what happens. Um but uh you know, for for now it's just a a really uh fulfilling thing that I do mm-hmm. and um working on working on it with with a friend is is you know, it's invaluable. Especially seeing Uh, how when you present an idea to them and they take it and run with it right that's gold yeah that's my uh
1: that's awesome yeah i love that answer Uh, and and as you were delivering that we lost we lost there he is (laughs) there he's back
0: i have no idea what happened all right
1: (laughs) casey was delivering just a beautiful answer and i you were just like you know i'm out I'm
0: yeah, out. Fuck yeah. you, man. I'm yeah. out. <laughs> fuck you, man. It was fucking that I, I sisterhood again. So yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I, I have, I have not. You, you were the one that mentioned the IAS sisterhood.
0: All right. Yeah.
2: Cool. Fair <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> well, I mean, how about you, Dan? I mean, you have a creative, you know,
1: in addition to comics, you have a creative career and a yeah. creative day job. Was comics always something that came not natural to you, but something you were always interested in, and knew that you were going to, you know, be involved in in some capacity
0: uh i loved drawing as a little little kid i loved superheroes as a little little kid i think it just was a natural fit uh i think that you know i, I started to re- i read my first comic when i was eight but like superman the movie condor man the walt disney movie those two things like flash gordon you know the sam j jones yeah. flick those all three of those were really influential for me uh to get me into all this stuff i picked up my first comic when i was about eight and was hooked and then in 1992 image formed and when image formed seven creators said fuck you to the industry you know basically and went and created their own thing well i don't care about the fuck you part so much but what i do care about is the ability to create something and you know from the ground up that's what my excitement is for in for comics i I, you know i mean look. Marvel and DC are rad. I'm not going to say they aren't because they've obviously done pretty well for themselves. Uh, but the uh, but what excites me about comics is something new, something different, something unique. And that's something you can only find in any comics. And so that's what really inspires me. Um, seeing people, you know, create their own stuff. And uh, that's what really got me to want to make comics. I, I did my first comic work when I was like 17, 18 years old. And, um, that was for a company called space city comics outside of Houston. They were making indie comic books. I mean, they were making their own books. This is 1993 and I was so blown away. And so I'd go in there and they would teach me, you know, this and that, and I'd kind of hang around the studio and, you know, do erasures on these pages or fill in the blacks over here and, you know, just crap to just be around it, you know? And then, uh, but you know uh, i they i slot was slotted to do my own book like they, they had me in the schedule and i was going to do this my whole thing soul bender is what it was called Soulbender, bender crying out loud and uh the um and then the studio went kaput so i never got to put my book out and i didn't i didn't until i was 30 i didn't put out my first book until i was 30 and it was latex avenger uh i already talked about that so um and that's what really got me going here um you know, like Casey, and I missed most of what he was saying, but like Casey, uh, you know, I need to create something. I can't just, I can't, I don't play video games. I'm, bar- I'm barely into television. I need to do something. You know what I mean? It's like there's, and um, so I love to, I love to draw. I love to create. I paint when I'm not doing this. I like to write, you know, it's just give me something to do. I produced theater for 10 years in, here in Austin. You know, um, I've worked on short film stuff. You know, I mean, I just love to to make and do. and. That's awesome. Yeah, it's either that or join a street gang. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I
1: want to hear about producing theater. You produce theater in Austin?
0: Yeah, so I did that for 10 years. I was a part of a theater company called the Chicken and Dude Productions. And it was uh, my best friend and his girlfriend. And they had started this theater company. And they said, you want to help? I said, sure. And that's how that started. Uh, but we did, we produced original works and it was, it was a lot of fun. We actually, we, one of the shows that we did went to the New York City Fringe Festival, Fringe NYC. We got to be up there for about three weeks performing that. And, you know, I didn't, I'm not a stage guy that don't do that, but, you know, putting, doing the show and all that, that was a lot of fun. I got to co-write a thing. Um, it was called the new originals was an idea that I had. And then the whole company, we wrote it together. It was a play written entirely in movie quotes. So it was like movie quotes strung together to make a narrative, basically. And we performed this and it was, it was awesome. I mean, so got to do some really cool, really experimental awesome. stuff during that time. Yeah. And uh, the, uh, so one of the things I'm going to do after this main arc of Bigfoot is done and drawn... I'm actually going to be uh, adapting a play that we did years ago into a comic book. So um, yeah, so that's oh, pretty I love cool. That. Yeah, it's called the story's called Hit. It's a uh, it's a mafia story about it's a story of fathers and sons and you know in living that lifestyle and that sort of thing and uh, what that would do to relationships. It's 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 a cool story. It's a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to the day I get to do that. What's up, Case?
2: I just want to point out for the record that um, the playwright that wrote uh, a play all with movie quotes nixed my uh, my quote from Roadhouse from our comic.
0: <laughs> that <Brilliant>. out. <laughs> This is true. Okay. Can I talk about that for a second, Jimmy? Can Yeah. Can I talk about ahead. that for a second? Okay. So here's the thing. Not that it wasn't a great, going to be a great moment in the bookcase, because I'm sure you would have made it gold, baby. But no, um, The thing is, you know, after doing Latex Avenger and Masters of the Obvious, Masters of the Obvious was a sci-fi space parody where they went around having pop culture adventures throughout the galaxy. Okay, it was movie quotes after movie quotes after movie quotes in that book, you know, and what I noticed was it was a cool comic, but. All the jokes were dated. Like you know, if you did anything modern, all the jokes were dated in like a day and a half because we were yeah, doing. When you
2: reference something night. it ages like milk. Yeah,
0: it ages exactly. Yeah. So the big thing for Bigfoot Nose Karate was it can't have that because in thirty years from now, I won't be able to pick this book up and be like, "Oh shit, this still holds up," you know. So right. that's like the big goal for it. So sorry on your roadhouse thing, Casey.
1: Okay? <laughs> well, to- in, in Casey's defense, though. They are remaking Roadhouse. Oh my god! With Jake Gyllenhaal.
2: <laughs> really?
1: Oh so yeah, like it's it's.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think
1: it's I think it's in the can. I think, I think it's coming out My weird. wife would
2: be on board for that, and I think I'll...
1: Conor McGregor's in it too. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, when was the new originals? Like what what time period would that have been?
0: I'm just That's 2012 I think. Okay. I think that was 2012. And wow. uh, yeah, I I'll send you a link. Okay, I'm going to send you a link, a uh, YouTube link so you can actually watch the uh the it's a it's a 20 minute play it was done for a short fringe festival uh piece. And so it's short, it's funny, it's ridiculous. I mean, if you I love it. like movie quotes, then you'll be you'll you'll get into it.
1: Well, I feel as 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 uh like Twitter and social media has turned into more of like gifs i mean i feel like that's the that that's what language is now anyway you know yeah, like no may, maybe new originals was somehow prescient because i feel like we just communicate in those type of you know two to three second
2: clips now it's like that well, um issue of next generation with the aliens yeah that we're only talking metaphor yeah Shaka when, yeah. when the walls when fell, the walls fell. <laughs>
1: Darmok and July, right? I, the, the nerds <laughs> yeah. will correct
2: me. Dan, uh, <laughs> Dan's completely missing out on this, but it's, it's great. It's great TV. Really I
0: know great. nothing. What are y'all talking about?
2: Uh, Star Trek: was, The Next Generation. Okay, man. I want
0: Star Trek: The Next Generation. Okay, cool. I'm <laughs> hit. Picard, rock uh, on. Yeah,
1: man. Yeah. I, well, uh, I, I I could keep going all night from uh, about Big, Bigfoot knows karate, um, but I um. I'm really excited for for the new comic for the Kickstarter September 20th. Um, I, I can't thank the two of you enough. I, I mean, I just think it is just it's the the title does not do the interior pages justice. I mean, it's a great title, but like it, there is so much and so many layers to this comic. Um, even if you're even if you're just a fan of cryptids action comics, um, it, it's it has. A ton of that but there's also something deeper to this story that i i really think folks are going to like if you haven't checked it out yet um yeah i just I,
2: thanks for coming on and chatting with me about uh about comics jimmy thanks for it's,
0: having us jimmy. it's been a
2: blast it's finally yeah. it's good to finally meet somebody that is from delaware i oh, didn't know that well, people live there it's great we do yeah i mean yeah, i'm not great. i'm not from delaware i'm from
1: delco which is uh short that you know delaware county pennsylvania um oh. But I uh, I am in Delaware now. I've lived in Delaware for ten years. I work in Delaware, so folks do live here. Um, I have met some other folks that are original Delawareans. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, I don't know how many I've talked about Delco before. I don't know how many folks you know. I think Delco was most talked about in the news when uh, Kate Winslet's mayor of Easttown came out because, like,
2: oh, that that's show. where it was
1: shot, and that was like her the accent she had to do the.
2: I had like to Tina interview Faze the with the writer from that show. Oh, really? Like the yeah, yeah, and she she was fantastic. She was really interesting. Um, that accent was.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. so that I, I, I'm not too. But we have a friend. Uh, I won't say their name <laughs> in case they listen. But uh, my wife and I have a friend, and sometimes we'll talk about like the Delco accent, and we know exactly.
2: Did she nail it? Do you think?
1: Yeah, I think she did. Yeah, oh, that's I, cool. That's cool. I, I think, it, yeah, I think Kate Winslet did a great job. But we we have someone that we know who, when we say like who has the most Delco accent of all of our friends, like everybody names the same person. Um, but it's just funny, like you know, you you don't, you know, when you're from a certain area, you don't think like you have an accent, and then you hear
2: someone else start to say or until I listen to myself on a podcast, and I sound like a fucking banjo talking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I, I try to enunciate. Otherwise, I'll just sound like a bluegrass. Band. Yeah,
1: the the more tired I get, or if I have a couple Drunk. drinks in me, I'll start. <laughs> my daughters, um, my daughters. I mean, will make not make fun is the wrong word, but they pick on my mom because my mom has more of a Delco <laughs> accent than I do, and she says stuff like "mundy" and "tomato" and "pello." and like she'll add an extra syllable. It's the acamy you know, just little things like that. But my kids are like, well, you know, my mom, mom, it's Monday. It's not Monday. <laughs> you my, know,
2: My mother-in-law has a really deep Southern accent. And um, she was giving me directions. One time there's this place called the ice house down the road from us. And <laughs> I thought she was making fun of, me. I thought she was calling it ass house. Cause it's <laughs> like a dirty look. It was a, at the, at the time it was like a dirty looking building. I was like, Kind of cruel. I know that guy. He's a nice guy. <laughs> Why would you make fun? of <laughs> Yeah. But I had no idea it was called Ice House. just Thought it was the gas station. <laughs> anyway,
1: yeah, accents are accents are are fun, especially when things turned into Zoom. Like I had a friend who was at a Zoom meeting, and and like right away, someone asked. He said one thing, and someone asked if he was from Delco, and I said, "Did you say Wooder or just say Mundy?" He's. I said Wooder.
0: <laughs> they just like <laughs> called thought- him out right away. My mom's from London. My stepdad's from Tennessee. And so uh and my mom calls water Wolta. And that's how she says water is water. And uh when they argue though, when my Tennessee stepdad and my my British mother argue, it's like no 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 and it's really <laughs> great. Like, just, there's just yin and yang, to, them, and they argue a lot, <laughs> so you really get to hear the shit out of it. You know, it's, it's great.
1: That's it's awesome. My family, folks. <laughs> uh, yeah, family's great. Accents are great. Yeah, right. Big, Bigfoot knows karate is great. And, <laughs> and yeah, so and thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so Bigfoot knows karate. There'll be links. Uh, lesser known comics. You can get it. Um, the Kickstarter is going to go live September twentieth. A lot of great stuff for Big Star, Bigfoot Nose Karate, uh, Hinnagon. and um, yeah, really looking forward to it. Really looking forward to seeing Adam uh, Caswell's interiors. Um, th- this is great—a uh, book about cryptids on the Cryptid Creator Corner. Uh, what synergy? Uh, synergy, thank- baby. Thank you yep. very much, uh, Casey Allen and Dan Price. Thanks for coming on uh, Comic Book Yeti's Cryptid Creator Corner. I really appreciate it. Jimmy, thank you again, buddy.
0: Thank you, Jimmy. It was a good time.
1: And uh, for listeners, you know, uh, rate, review, subscribe, do all that stuff they say. And, you know, let us know if you like the podcast, because I, I like to hear nice things about what we're doing. And, um, yeah, and be sure to check out Bigfoot Nose Karate. It's a it's fantastic book. You're going to love it. Um, uh, yeah, and that's, that's all I got. See you next time, everybody. Oh, uh, shout out to my brother, Bobby, the Cryptic Creator Corner's number one most dedicated fan. Bob listens to all the episodes. Thanks, Bob. We, we, re- love we you, appreciate Bob. you.
0: This is Byron O'Neill, one of your hosts of the Cryptic Creator Corner, brought to you by Comic Book Yeti. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of our podcast. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. It lets us know how we're doing, and more importantly, how we can improve. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the Cryptid Creator Corner, maybe you would enjoy our sister podcast, Into the Comics Cave. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of MetaHuman Affairs. This one is a story about
1: a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg